Hey, it's Chris Jones with The Jones Zone, and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Jones Zone at Keller Williams Realty. That's right. We sponsor our own podcast. So if you know of anybody looking to buy, sell, rent, or invest in residential real estate in the Charlotte, Rock Hill, Fort Mill area, have them connect with us on their favorite platform. Enjoy the show. It's Chris and Brian Jones, your real estate advocates, community connectors, talking Charlotte and York County area real estate, and interviewing business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. Is it recording? Are you? Okay. Three, two, two one. one. Shit. Okay. Three, two, one. Hit it, Chris. Welcome to the Jones Zone Podcast. Brian, what episode is this? I'm sorry? I'll give you a hint. It's episode 62. Yep. 62. Hard to believe. A couple kids. Back-to-back episodes, I'm Just living the dream. Yeah, I know. Two episodes in a row, man. I'm proud of you. Thanks for for coming in. What you been up to today? Working on a for sale by owner marketing piece. Oh, okay. And then I decided that uh, I didn't really like it. Mm. So two hours down the drain. Um... So you just, threw, I mean, what, what do you mean? You just threw it away? Deleted no, it's still, it's still on the computer. Oh, it's still okay. on the computer. I just don't know what I'm going to do with it. Okay. You know, uh, what about you? What have you been up to? Oh, huge now, th- now, day. this is your CEO talking. Yeah, I've, this is this has been a huge day. Okay. Edited the podcast from yesterday. Posted it. Uh, Ryan Sanderson. Yeah, amazing guest. Uh, Frank, well, you got a tough act to follow on this I was one. telling Frank about the Jones Zone coffee. Oh, yeah, that's going to be outstanding. It's going to be. Yeah. It, it, we're, it's... Frank, it's going to be huge. Yeah. It's going to be big. Monstrous. Folger. And uh, just going over a few things. You know what? I, I Do you have time for a mini rant, Frank? Is that all right? We don't, normally, we, you, we don't normally do stuff like this. But, yo, have you gone through a self-checkout lately? Where at? Like, like Harris Wal- Teeter, no. Walmart, whatever. Do you, do you usually go through the line and have the person... I go, through, I go through... Yeah, I go through a self-check, self-checkout. Yeah. Our society as a whole is not ready for this. Why? We're not. Have you watched the people fumble through that thing? I've watched people. No, yes, it's I have. Bad. It's bad. And I've awful. watched people take buggies full and going through there. I saw a lady trying to swipe a dollar bill, which I assume was like a oh, twenty, man. in the debit card reader. Oh no! Was this Walmart? <laughs> yeah, no, this was a Harris. Teeter. I expect more out of Harris Teeter customers. A, a than bill, that. a twenty dollar bill, no. and was swiping it no. up and down. No, that's no. Did you help her? No, I didn't know what you to just do. Judge, you know, I was you just know. like, man. And she scanned the flowers. And maybe, like, maybe that was like, what would you do? Episode. Please place, please place the item in the bag. It's like beep. Remove item from bagging area. She's like going back and forth. Beep. Scanning <laughs> the thing. Who knows how many times she scanned it? Oh, and then man. to the the. The the killer was the slide and the money in the in the debit card reader. That that's the nail in the coffin right there. That's that's the nail in the head. What kind of human I don't know, man. Thinks that I mean, we're talking like forty, fifty year old woman. Someone who's probably had kids. You need to know better. You, it might be a grandma. No, if you're ninety nine if you're if you're eighty five plus, maybe they can get away with that, right, Frank? What but, scares me is that she's driving. <laughs> she's driving. She's, she's driving. That's the equivalent of that's the equivalent of uh, what's the equi- what's the equivalent? I I don't know what the equivalent. Putting putting air in the gas tank. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like that. I've never seen anything like that. Like, I actually overheard someone else say, "I'm not trained for this." I'm not. Sure. I'm not trained for this. The Navy Seals like the Navy the- Seals asked her to do a mission or something. <laughs> like, I'm not trained for this. 
What does that even mean? Who you says, scan the thing. Oh, man. You they go through a regular cashier line, right? While, your, the, while cashiers know, still it's, exist. It's unbelievable, man. Frank, I hate to put you through that rant, but I, it came up on the top of my head. I had to talk about it. But anyways, who do we have today? Frank Pruitt with Undefeated Fitness. Undefeated Fitness is a personal training and group fitness company located in the Anytime Fitness in Lake Wiley. Frank is one of the trainers with Undefeated Fitness, so if you're in York County and looking for a coach or a group class to join, check these guys out. Frank, welcome to the Joe Zone. Thank you, Good guys. Good to have man. you. And I don't, I can't guarantee that we're not going to bust out with random Sopranos quotes, Chris. Oh, is Frank a Sopranos <laughs> guy? He's a, he's a Sopranos guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Then. So I'm going to try my best to not get distracted with Sopranos. Uh, let, me, let me go ahead and start us off. Uh, do you guys do any sort of yoga or anything or stretching in yours? We do. Uh, you know, as a coach, mobility work is is huge for me uh, as a warm up, and then I mean, we do. We used to have a yoga class. Uh, we the gym offers yoga in our in our. Uh, yes, they do. They do as part of their membership. But did you ever think you'd see Richie April <laughs> doing downward facing dog? We were, you knew I was gonna go there already. We, yes, because we've been there. We've already done like I think we've I've changed. We've changed, <laughs> Janice. That's not the same. It's our Agati now or whatever her name Parvati. Yeah. Oh, classic man. So I gave a. Quick brief introduction about you, but why don't you fill us in on your background and uh, sure. some of your personal story, and then how you got started as a coach and stuff. Sure. So uh, you know, I, I I live this. This is what I do for a living. Um, I've been a coach since 2011. Uh, I went to school for the health sciences at George Mason University from 2006 to 2010. Uh, didn't you say really George Mason. George Mason University. Yep. So uh, you, you barely yeah. missed their uh, final four run, didn't you? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was tough seeing that them get so far but you know oh so you were there for that uh uh or you just lived in the area for yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah 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 I, I didn't actually go to the games but you know I, I remember that that time uh but also I was you know always always in the book so you know that was my main focus was just uh my, my education and a true scholar yeah. he's a scholar <laughs> man. He's a, he's, yeah um, so, you know, after I, after that, you know, after school, I, I had a great job working as a stagehand. I was building stage sets and designs. Um, what were you doing? We, we basically, we fabricated stage sets and designs. Uh, oh, okay. At, uh, this doesn't in, your this, sister work? Yeah, she's a, yeah, she's a costumer. On, for, uh, for, uh, Stranger uh, yeah, Things? Yeah, Stranger Things, yeah, yeah. Interesting, man. Yeah. Very cool. So, we, yeah, but going back to, uh, so I, basically I, you know, I, after school, I didn't really, wasn't sure what I was going to do. Uh, my family had moved to North Carolina. Uh, my sister had come down in 2009, and then um, the rest of the family kind of followed her down. She has two kids, so my parents wanted to be around just to, just to see the kids come up. And uh, so I decided to move down. Didn't really have any, any work options. I was living with them for a little while, just getting on my feet. And I was like, well, you know, I might as well put my, you know, put my background to, to work. And um, so I ended up at the National Personal Training Institute because I thought... Getting certified meant uh, going through more more courses, you know, more basically more hands-on work. Because a lot of you know, when you look at the industry I'm in now, a lot of the coaches out there, a lot of trainers out there, you can go online, earn a certification in a matter of you know a week or however long you'd like to, pay you know five hundred dollars, uh, go for a weekend course and become certified. And uh, so, big shout out to National Personal Training Institute in Charlotte. They definitely uh, refined my skills as a coach. Uh, great program, six months, five hundred hours. It's uh, the best around, I think. The best for your money. 
you're getting hands-on experience. You got a great coach himself leading you through the car, the course, and basically that's how I got my start. He and he really went to bat for me. Uh, Matt Bean is his name. He's the director for MPTI in Charlotte, uh, and he he basically got me started. I started working in a Gold's gym uh, in 2011. Uh, I went on to start my own company afterwards, uh, or during that time, uh, and then. I was working part-time for a company called In Motion Fitness, and we eventually turned into Undefeated Fitness. Uh, there was a little bit of a, a contract uh, problem, but... Like a non-compete uh, or something? Or? Uh, it was, uh, the owners of Anytime Fitness were just, weren't happy uh, with the owners of In Motion Fitness, so we ended up, you know, Todd Williams, our, our owner now, he kind of took the ball and, and kept us working, kept us working with our clients, and. I was only part time there uh, at that time. I, I was I just started my or been running my my studio Transformation Fitness for a couple years and just working at Anytime Fitness part time and so yeah. Todd I Williams rose to fame uh, with the Brian Jones Reality Real Estate Show. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> episode one. Yeah, it's so. a class. That was a tough class. I remember you uh, kind of struggling through. No, that. no, I wasn't struggling. I left my sh the, the only struggle was I left my shoes. I had brand new uh, New Balance shoes, and I left them at the gym, I think. And then I could, and that was the last time I seen them. Now, Wait, so what were you wearing, loafers? No, I was wearing shoes at the time, but I think I changed, like a costume change. Yeah. And then when I changed into my dress clothes, I left my my New Balances there. They were good shoes. Oh, man. you're saying after everything yeah. was all said, why yeah. didn't you go back? I didn't realize it was because it was at the time I was moving my house. I was moving from Lake Wally to Clover. I thought maybe they were in the boxes somewhere. Uh, I, didn't, I don't know. I think my favorite part of that video was Brian asking Todd if he could get into the women's class and Todd saying, yeah, you're close enough. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so Undefeated Fitness is, is who you're with now. So tell yes. us a little bit about Undefeated Fitness, man. What, are, what's, what do you guys offer? What do you guys do? Where are you located? Let's get into that. So... Physical address, we're at 125 Evergreen Evergreen Drive and uh, or is Evergreen Road. Evergreen Drive. Drive. But that's and, uh, the Anytime Lake Fitness Wild. and Lake, Lake Wild. Wild. Yeah, we're located within, we're in a separate entity within Anytime Fitness. Um, so basically, it's a, it's a separate rate from from all the classes that are offered through the gym. But we, I mean, we, we do one-on-one. -on -one. We work with you if you need, uh, you know, more individualized, uh, more individualized program. We offer high-intensity interval training class, uh, which is a combination of functional strength and cardio intervals. Great way to burn some fat, you know, just improve your overall conditioning. Uh, we also have Sexy Back, which is an all-female class. So for any for women who just don't feel comfortable working out around men or for whatever reason, you know, and to kind of get in. Tell know, you what reason. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's, it's, it's also, they're kind of kind of a good a group, you know. They they all become friends and, and any group, any group class is it always kind of turns into a cult, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It just people get closer, you know. They, yeah. Everyone, and it's it's people are working together basically, so they it draws you closer. You learn more about you know the people you work out with all the time, and um, other than that, we have and we're we're unrolling our, our new boot camp. On well, actually, we're we're getting ready to unroll an unlimited plan for all of our classes, sixty nine dollars a month. Uh, we'll be starting our boot camps back up after Labor Day. What we see in the, this time of year, it's just hard to get people together uh, with traveling, with vacations, with kids being, in, or being out of school. Uh, uh, also, we have uh, youth conditioning too. So if you have kids, anywhere from nine to 16, bring them out, you know, get them, it's a great workout. Uh, 
we do it two times a week. In the summer months, we we uh, it's offered mid morning, and then in, when we go when the kids get back in school, we we transition to an afternoon, a time which seems to work better for you know parents' schedules and and the kids too you know getting out of school. So so to piggyback off what you said earlier sure. about the uh, you know the the cult per se, but I know what you mean. Like when I ran the anytime fitness classes in Rock Hill. It is. There's like camaraderie. Camaraderie? Yeah. So, uh, rural. Rural, yeah. <laughs> We're listening to the podcast over here, and uh, I couldn't say rural. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, those classes are great because, you know, everyone gets to know each other. You have, you know, if you miss a class, you got four other, five other people asking, you know, where were you? And, you know, it helped. it's very, it's just motivating, right? Yeah, I mean, it's cult a, is, it's short for culture, you yeah. know? So it's, it's, it, is often associated negatively because you think of like a church leader and drinking, drowning the, people, yeah. or you know, blowing up a building or something weird. But it's actually it's actually a positive thing. So, and I think that's what sets us apart from other gyms is that we do have a great culture. And I, with any business, you always want culture. Uh, but we just have a great sense of community. Most of the people that go there are neighbor, they're neighbors with each other. Uh, everyone live, that lives on the lake tends yeah, to come yeah. to to any time. Uh, and it's just fun, you know. We have fun with our, our clients. Work hard, but they have fun too. We try to put a smile on their face. We try to, you know, just make make it a great experience. And that's that's when you go to other gyms, you know. And I'm I'm not going to name any names around Lake Wiley, but it, you just don't have that. You don't. People don't know each other by their first names. They don't. You know. It's just. But um, you know, going back to the group fitness thing too. Uh, I think the the competitive atmosphere too, uh, or it makes people push each other harder or push themselves harder. Because I, I know I've definitely seen that uh, in real time where you have a client who will absolutely go 100% with a group, but you start training them one-on-one and, you know, uh, my elbow hurts, so my knee hurts. Yeah. And it's like, why didn't you say this when we were, you know, training it didn't in, hurt in a big then. group? Yeah. <laughs> like, why didn't but you it's... go to the bathroom before we got on the road? Yeah. I didn't have to go then. <laughs> well, you turned your head when you were, we were with the group. You weren't staring at me the whole time. But yeah, there's, there's kind of a... Uh, I don't want to say a peer pressure, but it, it kind of is, and it, I, I don't know, it's better it's for Peer pressure, and, and you know, it's, it, okay, I'm, I'm going to throw out some school terms that I learned at Withrop, because I think people forget that I'm college educated. Sometimes. And what's your background? Physical education. Okay. So there's uh, external motivation, which is extrinsic, uh-huh. and there's internal, which is intrinsic. Yeah. So when you're in a group setting, you have that. Uh, extra is it that'd be extra? I don't know. You, you, you tell me, you're the one that's educated on it. Can I, can I back you up? Can I? So, please, let's, please let's let's talk me. about motivation for a minute, okay? Because I, I think there's a great theory out there. So, a company called Precision Nutrition published an article recently, and it's called The Myth of Motivation. And I just I, I, I agreed with it so much because you know, I, I'm one of the most determined people I'll ever meet. If I set a goal for myself, there's something I want, I will, I'm relentless. Um, no matter how I feel like if you, know, you wake up some days and you feel like you got run over by a truck and to the point with this and you just you don't feel motivated and this article just to give you a brief outline talked about that that motivation is a myth and that successful people will get the job done no matter how they feel and I just found that to be so true because there's some days where I just I don't either I don't want to train myself you know and I just have to push through it. Uh, I mean, some days I, I, I listen to my body and I, I, I take a rest day, but I, I just, I, I really have, you know, that, that really opened my eyes and I really think that's that's true. You know, motivation is, that's not, because that's not something I can coach somebody on. It's so, not, I don't have, you know, 
functional or you know practical app, you know skills that I can teach somebody to be motivated. So you're okay. So I'm asking you because I that's something I struggle with is motivation in working out, especially in the past you know year or so. You know I, I can't stay consistent. So what would you tell somebody like me who just is is being basically not motivated? They want to do it, but they just not they just can't seem to do it. Are your goals realistic? What do you? That's, what is, that's the first thing. I don't even have my goals. Know, written. I don't even know goals. what I don't even know what my fitness goals are. I want. I know I want to look better than I am now and feel better. Let's look at so you know most people. Most people come to me. They want to either lose weight, gain muscle, or increase their cardiac capacity. Most people just want the first two. I was about to say, who comes in there asking you, <laughs> yeah. hey, is, uh, I want to raise is, this, is this undefeated fitness? Because I'd really like to increase my cardiac capacity. So that's the fancy way of saying improve my endurance, improve my, you know, energy level. And, you know, you, you always have to dig a little bit deeper with people because you'll find their motives. Uh, like if people have kids and they're getting winded chasing their three-year-old around, that's, there you go. You have a goal right there, you know, feel better, you know, be healthier for my kids. Uh and you know, from a marketing standpoint, there's like seven questions that you, if you ask the person seven questions on that seventh answer, I think I got this from James Altucher or somebody else, but it, I don't think it was him, but anyway, Tim Ferriss. But um, on that seventh question, usually it's the number seven and that uh, Dean Graziosi. Anyway, that seventh uh, answer is the answer. So yeah, I want to lose weight. Why? To look better. Okay, why do you want to look better? For my wife. Why? Or whatever it is, mm -hmm. to feel better. Why do you want to feel better? You know, but that seventh question is ultimately you've delved deep enough into their yeah, psyche yeah, to where say, yeah, yeah, that's the legit answer. Because my mama, baby, <laughs> <laughs> whose father did you crave? Whose love did you crave the most? Your mother or your father? But you bring up an interesting thing about uh, inspiration and motivation because it's a really interesting thing. People pay thousands and thousands of dollars for coaches or, or seminars or like Tony Robbins. You kind of quoted him just now. And then a month later, it's back to normal life, and they're you know they're back to their old habits and stuff. So it's yeah, very interesting psychological it's human uh, nature, man. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's a I think a gym itself, or even just a training facility, is a great sociological experiment. Uh, just putting people in that scenario, and especially I think too when when there's money on the line, uh, when they know they've invested something. Not just their, because you're, you're asking for not just a monetary investment, but their time too. Yeah. Time is the greatest enemy of fitness, because that's most of the time, no, no pun intended. That was that's basically what it comes down to. Do they have time, or can they make time? Can they put it on their schedule, and make it a make it a priority? Because when you ask people their top three priorities in life. I bet you dollars to donuts. Number one is not going to be you health. Say donuts? <laughs> donuts. We got donuts. donuts. <laughs> That's an old expression. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But you know, people just don't value their health anymore. And 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 as as science advances more, we can lose fat. We can you know have you know muscle implants. We can have you know there's all and that's more for vanity. But there's always yeah. Yeah, it gave you an idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you mentioned but, time and money. So your program, I mean, do they have to pay for any time fitness membership plus undefeated? And then how long are your classes and how long are your sessions? So we offer, the way we have our one-on-one our -on -one sessions, we have it structures, 30-minute, 45-minute, and 60-minute. Uh, to me, the 45-minute is a perfect amount of time 
uh, for a great workout. You get a mobility warm up, strength work, um, and then cool down, stretching. So, what's uh, a mobility warm up for the listeners who may so, not know what it is? So, when we talk about mobility drills, it can also be called dynamic stretches. It's just a means to basically get the area around your joints, your hips, your shoulders warm before we go step into any strength work. And we're just going to see better activation of your muscles, better endurance, better flexibility, uh, and just less less risk for injury. You know, we're going to, I think we're just going to get more out of each lift or each exercise in that given session. Um, but yeah, mobility work is to me essential. And you uh, recommend 15 minutes or so? 10 to 15 minute warm up, and that, that'll include foam rolling too. I like to do soft tissue work first. Myofascial release. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, you yeah. gotta get that myofascial release. Yeah. Chris, <laughs> why don't you tell, us, tell the listeners a little bit about myofascia and, and what it is releasing? Sure, sure. It is, uh, you know, it's a deep tissue type of thing, so really you're loosening up your joints and your muscles, and then also you're kind of just really mm-hmm. lubricating all the, <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking really lubricating all of the tendons and you mm. just have your body just loosened and what's it called again <laughs> give me another context no, that, was, that was good that was good <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what's it called again myofascia mm. release mm. Yeah, myofascial yeah. Just releasing fascial, all those, yeah. Re- just releasing Muscle. all those chemicals and yeah. all those chemicals uh, body neurons all right okay thank you jeez <laughs> you should have stopped me a minute ago well i know uh, it was too too much fun too much fun. That, was, that was pretty good man I, uh, it was pretty, he was just regurgitating what you were saying that's, oh. a, that's yeah. all he was doing <laughs> but getting back to our structure so you know we typically with our one you know one-on-one 30 minute 45 minute or full one hour sessions uh our group training sessions we have 45 minute we have our hit class only 30 minutes just due to the intensity and then our uh our boot camps are full hour so with the hit classes, there's no warm up included. With so what's hit for people that don't know? High intensity interval training. Um, so we basically combine functional strength work, which could be TRX, uh, any TRX exercise, what's any body weight exercise. What's the TRX for the people who don't know? No, yeah. <laughs> it's suspension training. It's you know those straps you see at the gym. Yeah, yellow uh, black straps or. You know we'll do uh, metabolic work, which basically is all your kettlebell swings, your battling rope, your ball slams, things like that. So you're getting a, a bit of a strength and conditioning workout for 30 minutes. So for me, I, I think that's a good amount of time to really get a lot of work done. Uh, but I also like the the 45 minute uh, sexy back because there's a warm up included. Uh, and then, you know, 30 minutes of, of strength and conditioning after that. And then boot camp, full hour, we're going to put you to work. You know, it's, it's, we're going to get a good warm up in and then, you know, probably 40, 45 minutes of, you know, higher, high intensity interval training, um, very similar to the, uh, the, the 30 minute class, but just longer duration. So somebody had 30 minutes. If someone wants to lose fat and they can donate, they can, uh, you say donate. <laughs> I was going to say donate. That's not the right word. Uh, they have 30 minutes to spit. Yeah. 30 minutes to do cardio. Would you recommend hit or would you recommend them walk in that steady pace on the treadmill? Well, I think it's, it's important to, to train every system, every energy system in your body. Um, so when we look at the the energy systems your body uses, when we do interval work, that's you know, that's that's where we see the fat loss. That's where we see you know these intense bouts, anywhere from thirty to ninety seconds, and then we're gonna have a work to rest ratio. So we might be, you know, working for thirty seconds and resting for fifteen. So that's that's gonna put you at a two to one work to rest ratio. Um, and we can we can manipulate that. We can bring it up to one to one. It'll be thirty on, thirty off. You know, we can play with the time and amount of time. 
Um, and then, I, but I also think it's long, slow distance is a, is a, is a, is something you have to do as well. Um, because at that point, your body switches to the oxidative system, which is going to, you're, you're basically utilizing oxygen as an energy source. When we're in that high intensity, you know, uh, scenario, it's, it's more fat, more carbohydrate that your body's going to use for energy to get you through that, that given, you know, time period. Uh, but when we, when we look at the oxidative system, when we, uh, a long hike or a jog or something that puts you in a 70% range of your heart rate max where you can actually hold a conversation during that's that's going to train more your oxidative system and so it's it it's just important that you you're well-rounded in that okay. respect I, I think so but yeah 30 minutes I mean if you're doing intervals and get a lot of stuff done uh, say we're doing sprints I wouldn't go any more than nine rounds of, of sprinting is after nine, at that point, your your nervous system, your brain, just things aren't firing. Your muscles aren't working as well as they could. You're under fatigue at that point. Yeah. So, what's um, a what's a sprint? Was a sprint for thirty so, thirty seconds and then off? Or? I can. I'll, I'll, no, no, no. We're gonna no. We're no, gonna no, say no, no. Uh, so if we look at just a, we could just do a body or body weight. I don't want to say body weight sprint, but a wind sprint. Let's say we're just running. You're just running as fast as you can for a given period of time. And you're either taking a, an equal rest or sometimes more. Uh, so, do a forty-yard dash, maybe. Yeah. And then yeah. walk back. So if it takes you fifteen seconds, if you're like me and you run a, you know, four flat forty. Okay. It, it would take me <laughs> twelve seconds to walk back. So we're looking at a one to three ratio, work to, uh, work to rest ratio, right? So you're taking, yeah, yeah. Dang, I'm smart, right? <laughs> yeah, you multiplied four times twelve. Three, three times as much rest. Divided. Right? Divided twelve into four. Um, <laughs> but what if someone can't sprint? Do they just walk as fast as they can? Well, we could, we could progress them. You know, there's always a regression for any exercise. Any good coach should know progressions and regressions. If you can make something damn near impossible, you better be able to make it accessible for uh, somebody who has had past injuries, is not, has not been training for, uh, you know six months or more, or just to bring the intensity down so they can, you know, continue without having to, to stop, you know. How about I'm, modifications as well? Yeah, modifications. You can do, I mean, you don't have to sprint. You can do, uh, I mean, you can do 30 seconds of air body weight squats if, if somebody's, you know, right? Uh, we, we generally, we want, or I, I would ropes, say, yeah, or kettlebell yeah, swings. Yeah, those. but that's not good. The, the thing about a, a wind sprint is it uses every muscle in your body. So at that point, it's very metabolic. When I, when, I, when I say metabolic, I'm just saying it's an abrupt disruption to all the systems in your body. You think about your respiratory system, your circulatory system. Uh, so you're going from zero to 100 in a matter of 10 seconds, you know, and your heart rate's going from, let's say, 120 up to 160. Uh, so that's, that's more the, the, the realm we want to stay in for intervals or, or sprints. But... You know, when I say sprint, we could look at, we could take a stationary bike, we could do a sprint, uh, where it's all out for 30 seconds. We could do, one of my, I mean, one of my favorite training tools is the, the rowing machine, the ergometer, the rowing ergometer. It, it, uh, it just, I see you doing it over there like a maniac. It, it uh, <laughs> I like it because it just, you got a big rowing ergometer meat coming yeah. up? <laughs> it, uh, it, it's friendlier on the joints, uh, and it also, it distributes stress all throughout your entire body, so... When you think about a wind sprint, your legs are just toast after, you know, three, four rounds. But I, I like the rowing machine uh, in that respect. Also, it's it's more pulling. It's working your upper back more, which 
um, is, is always a good thing. But um, yeah. So if you were gonna do wind sprints, would you say someone should do their regular cardio first and do the wind sprints at the end, or is the wind sprints enough? Just that. Yeah, I would. I would. In my in my opinion, I would have a day of intervals and a, and a, like two. Or let's say let's let's look at this scenario. Let's say you lift weights. Let's look at a more advanced. You know, maybe more a more of an enthusiast, fitness enthusiast. They're training six days a week. Let's say they're doing four weight, four days of strength work. That uh, could be two upper body days, two lower body days, um, and then two days of conditioning. So one of those days of conditioning could be interval training, um, and then like you talked about, the other day could be long slow distance. So I think that in terms of programming, that's the better way to do it. But there's nothing saying you know I, I used to do after I go through an entire lower body workout, I would do sprints afterwards. Um, so there's, you can incorporate conditioning into it somehow, or you can incorporate intervals into your strength work. Uh, I think it adds, that variety uh, is just, it, it improves your overall fitness and you get great results. How do you feel about the walking on an incline? We had, one of our buddies, you know, Emmett. Yeah, yeah. He I had a video here. recently. He was like, "Man, let go of the bar, people." He's <laughs> like, "If you're gonna walk at an incline, that's fine, but don't hold on to the bar." But so many people hold on to the bar. I so think, is it just is he right? They're just not maximizing what they could be doing, or should people just not be doing that? I, if it's too intense, lower the incline, lower lower the grade down. Yeah. Um, but I think swinging your elbows back and forth, there's there's something to be said about how you just move every day. Um, you know, because that's something I, you know, early on in my career, I, I considered myself a trainer. I would just, I would just smash people, you know, and as I got... That's I, what he said. Remember the other day, we were talking about uh, Summer High Tie, and we were talking about Jonah's dad. He was at the principal's office, and I couldn't think of the word. He goes, I smash you. Sorry, go ahead. But wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could wait. <sighs> Sorry. So I, I think, you know, when you... The, the reason why I call myself a coach now is because I, I want to make people better, you know. And if it means lowering the intensity to make it more accessible, to progress them, because sometimes you have to regress to make progress. Um, in that case, yeah, I, I do. I, I've had to tell clients to let go of the, <laughs> the bar on the treadmill. when I, And they aren't even work, walking on a, on a, at a grade. They're, they're just walking flat. And I, I don't know <laughs> if it's... I don't, Balance, I, man. Yeah. I don't want to fall off this thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know. Treadmill, it it takes care of hip extension for you. So basically, that belt is propelling you forward um, when you're when you're on a treadmill. I could see from a safety standpoint, um, if you don't want to fall off, yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of people fall off treadmills in my career, and it's it's kind of scary at first, but then you kind of laugh about it afterwards. But um, yeah, I, <laughs> once you realize they're not dead. Yeah, yeah. Once you you know made sure they're they're not injured. <laughs> do you guys you incorporate nutrition in the, in the things that you do, or you guys kind of mainly just kind of stay in your lane? Or I I encourage my my clients to use my fitness pal. Okay. Um, just because I can go in and and monitor, and it and again it just comes back to accountability. It, it keeps them keeps them accountable for their actions. You know, it, it keeps them in that that mindset of of having someone to answer to almost, uh, but it's for them. You know, I, I'm not doing it for me, not for my ego. It's it's so that they can see exactly how many calories they are getting or not getting. Um, and it puts things into perspective. And sometimes that just people seeing that and sometimes people seeing uh, how many calories are in the burrito they just ate at Moe's 
opens their eyes and they, they, they realize that they need to make a change or they need to you know tweak certain things in their diet so I, I think I, I actually I used to work for a company called Total, Nutri yeah, Total Nutrition Technology and they're a very reputable company based in Charlotte and basically we I was a health educator with them we had we would have meetings with our clients you know once a week or depending on what what option they chose but it was they were meal plans written by dietitians and we had a team of dietitians that we worked with and it was really simple there there's no gimmick there, there, there no gimmicks whatsoever it was real food we weren't even asking you to count calories it was just measuring you know you'd have a meal plan you'd have depending on the plan you you went with you would have either one meal plan or three separate meal plans and a lot of variety um you ate what you you know we ask you what foods you like what foods you don't like so there's nothing you know it's it's not like it, it just isn't like other companies out there where they ask you to buy it's not like a jenny craig or a weight watchers where they're asking you to buy products and um there's just no real sense of you know direction with being functional in the world and and applying all the all the things we teach you practically in that so it, it was it's basically a nutrition coaching and I try to incorporate that with my my usually 45 minute and one hour clients, but um, well, really all my clients, um, and that's that's a huge huge difference. I, I I'm a firm believer that 90% of anything you want to do with your health and fitness revolves around your diet, your nutrition. So um, that's me personally. Yeah, I I work pretty hard on on nutrition with my clients. Awesome. Hey, will you take just a minute to talk about? Um the chill, the stuff you're doing with kids, and then sure. also before I forget to ask, the sexy bat class is that in a separate classroom or is that still kind of out yeah. and about in the anytime fitness? Like, are they going to be like in a, in a separate room? It's all over the gym, you know. Okay. It's, um, Todd leads that class, so it you know you might be in the weight room. They're not quarantined, yeah. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not so you know it's it's semi private. We'll say uh, okay. But we, we use the whole gym for our classes generally. You know, cool. Yeah. But um, what was your other? What was the, uh, other? the children. What do you guys do with the kids? You know, you mentioned youth athletic training and stuff like that. So so it's more of a conditioning workout, more of a, you know, we, we do agility drills, spin agility work. And these uh, are teenagers or what's the age? Nine to 16. So we've had kids as young as nine. Uh, and they're burping and doing all yeah. that. <laughs> we make it fun. And that's when you, when you train kids, that's what you have to do. You know, you have to get them jumping around, get them hopping and bopping, get them slamming balls. You know, they love that stuff. They, they pick love it up, it. slam it. Yeah, pick it up, slam. It's, it's great. It's it's so fun to watch. You know, kids getting into it, and um, so it's yeah, we're doing fun things with them and and teaching them something too. You know, and I think starting starting them early uh, is a good idea. You know, getting keeping them physically active, especially when we look at the way our society is now. You know, with I mean, kids are glued to their iPads all day. They don't go outside anymore. I mean, I, I think about when I was a kid growing up in you know the '90s. Like, I was outside all the time. How old are you? I'm 29. 29. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was just so different, you know. How to be 29 again? Yeah. <laughs> He's a baby. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Well, Frank, I'm gonna give you one more minute to kind of take us home. If you need longer, you can. Because Brian always says that. But um, always say what? You, when I always say I'm gonna give you like another minute to take us home, I don't always say that. I don't have a thing where I always say one thing. 
All right. Well, Frank. Your moment of zen. <laughs> <laughs> what? Take the take the last minute or so. Just kind of take us home and remind us what you guys do and where you are and how people can get in touch with you and, and all that. Absolutely. So we're undefeated fitness. We're located within the Anytime Fitness at 125 Evergreen Drive in Lake Wiley. Come and see us uh, if you're looking to just improve your fitness, feel better. Any, and anything else under the sun, uh, come see us. We, we have a lot to offer. Uh, great sense of community, like I said. Great culture within the gym. And just fun and hard work. That's, you know, we just, just like to have fun. Awesome. <laughs> well, Frank Pruitt, Undefeated Fitness, thank you for coming you, on the Jones Zone. Thank you guys so much. We'll hear from you soon, man. Good deal. Hold on, hold on. Before we go, we, we, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask him and you Really fast, name your favorite seasons of Sopranos in order. Both of you. Frank, what you got? I already know yours. I had season five. Five. And probably two. two five, five, two. In order? In order, from best to worst. Oh, best to worst. Oh, man. Chris? I can't do that, but I like, I'm right in the middle of season two right now. Okay, I'll, I'll just go again. ahead. Okay, I'll do yeah. mine. Three, two, five. 6B, break it up, 416A. <laughs> okay. Who's your favorite character of all time on The Sopranos, other than Tony? Other than Tony? Oh, man. Man, that, yeah, that, I'd have to think Chris, about that. Chris. Chris. Chris Probably Pauly. Pauly, Pauly, yeah. Chris? You know who's killing me right now is Liv- his mom, Livia. Livia, man, she's under she's gold appreciated. In the first she is seasons. hilarious. <laughs> oh, go on! Don't wave your hanky at me, yeah. ma. <laughs> I would just stab you yeah. in the heart right here. It would hurt less than what you just said. Okay, real quick, I'm sorry. Least favorite rival of Tony. So we have uh we have Richie, Ralphie, uh Phil. Okay, just, we'll just keep it to those three. Richie oh Phil for sure. Yeah. I, I, There's I, nothing likable about Phil. I know. I At least Richie and That uh, was a horrible And <laughs> Ralphie was funny, man. Right, yeah. I stood up and applauded when Phil got it at the end. <laughs> you know what? Real quick, I know I keep saying real quick, but it um so Chris and I were talking and I think I told you about this at the gym, but we were talking about okay, it's assumed that Tony's dead. Alright? It's anyway. So uh we were talking, Chris and I were talking, we're like, what kind of animal would kill somebody in front of their family? <laughs> Not even realizing, like, we cheered when Phil got shot in the head yeah, in front yeah, of his yeah. grandkid and his a wife. A million times. Yeah. We're like, yes, you get it, what did you deserve? And then when Tony gets shot, what, what sick kind degenerate of sick is sitting there with his family? In a restaurant. Who would? Blame around him? other people. Did the family, well, you know, they always say families don't get touched, so did they... Did was it just Tony or you know and from behind too like, like a coward like a coward. like a spineless yellow and coward. you know what they might as well have done AJ he's not going anywhere <laughs> in life so I don't know he was driving the M3 at the end oh he yeah was, he was well, starting to get on his you feet, may not realize it now but you're making contacts that was that's Tony who said that that was a Carmela voice but that was Tony who said that oh what did Carmela say I don't I don't listen to Carmella. no Carmela's the one that said that are you are you willing to yeah. bet me now she's the one that said. You might not realize this, but you're making contact. I think you're right. I think you're right. I apologize. All right. Well, Frank, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for coming on, man. No, no, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to the Jones Zone Podcast with Chris and Brian Jones. We'll catch you on the next episode.